Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Welcome to AutoLine Daily, where we've got the latest sales report from the U.S. market, which was quite good, but may have shown some first signs of softness. Overall, sales came in at a very impressive 1.44 million units. That's up more than 7% from a year ago on a daily selling rate basis. But the seasonally adjusted rate came in at 15.2 million. And while that was up strong from a year ago, it was slightly below analyst forecast and slightly below the prior month. Maybe this is an impact of the sequester, but for whatever reason, we'll have to watch this closely to see if it's a sign the market is slowing down. The biggest gainers were Porsche, up a whopping 47%. Audi shot up more than 18%. Subaru up 17%. BMW 15%. And Honda up 11% the only automakers to see their sales go down were mitsubishi off by 23 percent volvo down nearly 17 percent and kia down 11. even though honda was one of the top gainers nissan eked out ahead of it by just over 1,000 cars and that's a huge victory for nissan because typically honda is out ahead of it we saw some vehicles post really good numbers. Ford sold over 62,000 F-Series pickups. The Altima was the best-selling car with over 37,000 units sold. I'm telling you, those are numbers not seen since the start of the Great Recession. But here's what I believe is the real story. Almost all of the growth came on the truck side of the business. While passenger car sales were up a little over 2%, truck sales were up nearly 13% and most of that gain came from crossovers and full-size pickups. And most of the market share gains came from General Motors, Ford, and Chrysler. Almost all of the Asian automakers lost share, while the Europeans were up ever so slightly. You know, there's a lot of good no stories in these numbers, and we'll be getting into them in upcoming shows. The next-generation Porsche Panamera will be unveiled at the Shanghai Auto Show later this month. Here's its idea of what it will look like. The new Panamera will be available with either a diesel engine, a new twin-turbo V6 that replaces the V8, or a plug-in hybrid that uses a 95-horsepower electric motor. It'll also be available in a 6-inch extended wheelbase, which is undoubtedly aimed at the Chinese market. Prices range from about $105,000 for the base diesel version up to $170,000 for the long wheelbase. Tesla CEO Elon Musk revealed his big announcement yesterday. They teamed up with Wells Fargo and U.S. Bank to create a new program that Tesla says combines the best aspects of ownership and leasing. The banks will provide 10% down financing towards the purchase of a Model S. After 36 months, the customer has the right, but not the obligation, to sell his or her Model S for the same residual value percentage as a Mercedes S-Class. As you know, Mercedes is an investor and partner of Tesla's. Chrysler is thinking about a diesel version of its 300 sedan in the U.S. market. 
It's currently an option in Europe, where the 300 is known as the Lancia Tama. The engine for the Tama is built by VM Motori, which also builds engines for the Grand Cherokee Ram Promaster van and the upcoming Ram 1500 diesel. The only issue being, will 300 purchasers be willing to pay a high premium for a diesel? It's a $4,500 option in the Grand Cherokee. Also in the rumor mill is a diesel for the upcoming refresh of the Chrysler 200. Hey, coming up next, it's time for You Said It. Proven on the track and on roads around the world, Borg Warner turbochargers improve fuel economy and reduce emissions without sacrificing performance. Borg Warner, official turbocharger supplier to the IZOD IndyCar Series. And now it's time for some of your feedback. HTG notes that GM said that 70% of ATS buyers were new to Cadillac, but they didn't say if that figure was global or North America. I'd like to know how the North American sales are proportioned. HTG, that number is for the U.S. market. Cadillac is very proud of the conquest the ATS is making, and those buyers are mostly coming from European and Japanese luxury brands, not from other GM brands or moving over from Lincoln. Seawolf says, I stopped at two Ford lots today and could not find one hybrid. Are they selling so well that they can't keep them on the lots or are there too few that are made available? Seawolf, as I'm sure you know, the Ford brand only offers two hybrids, the C-Max and the Fusion. And by Ford standards, they're selling quite well. Last month, each sold over 3,000 units. But that's still quite low volume, and my guess is they simply don't make a whole lot of them. And they concentrate those sales out on the coasts. Bradley says, no mention of the Toyota Tundra when comparing the new GM full-size truck. Is this because GM still wants to ignore foreign competition? And or do they still believe their consumer base will not consider a foreign branded truck? You know, Bradley... When we go to the press launches of the foreign brands, they rarely compare their vehicles to any of the domestic ones. So maybe GM is just returning the favor. But really, the Toyota Tundra is not that much of a threat to GM's full-size pickups. Last month, GM sold 53,000 of them. Toyota sold 9,000. Kit Gerhardt believes that VW has more employees than any other car companies for two reasons. They must have a lot more vertical integration, he says, and VW builds a lot of cars in cheap labor countries where they would use a lot of employees and less automation than in Europe or North America. John Mack, do you know any details of this? Well, Kit, everyone builds cars in cheap labor countries, so that's not why VW has so many more employees, but you hit the nail on the head when you said vertical integration. That and the fact that VW treats all of its brands as standalone companies with their own engineering, their own manufacturing. Heck, they even have their own boards of directors. That's why it has more employees than GM and Toyota put together. Lunchmeat202 says, the new Impala base car starts at $27,000? Doesn't that seem awfully high? Well, yes, it does, Lunchmeat, until you compare that price to the other full-size sedans, like the Avalon, Chrysler 300, Taurus, Maxima, and Azera. Ghost Jerker liked seeing the sports team version of the Ram pickup, but says, great marketing idea from Ram. Of course, 
a St. Louis Rams edition ramp might be a bit redundant. No, I never thought of that, Ghost Jerker. You're right, that would make it a St. Louis Rams ramp. Hey, thanks for all your comments and questions. We love getting them. And that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.